Section 3 of Mince Pie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Mince Pie by Christopher Morley. Section 3. Christmas Cards. By a stroke of good luck, we found a little shop where a large overstock of Christmas cards were selling at two for five. The original fives and tens were still penciled on them, and while we were debating whether to rub them off, a thought occurred to us. When will artists and printers design us some Christmas cards that will be honest and appropriate to the time we live in? Never was the day of peace and goodwill so full of meaning as this year, and never did the little cards, charming as they were, seem so formal, so merely pretty, so devoid of imagination, so inadequate to the festival. This is an age of strange and stirring beauty, of extraordinary romance and adventure, of new joys and pains. And yet our Christmas artists have nothing more to offer us than the old formalism of Yuletide convention. After a considerable amount of searching in the bazaars, we have found not one Christmas card that showed even a glimmer of the true romance which is to see the beauty or wonder or peril that lies around us. Most of the cards hark back to the stagecoach up to its hubs and snow, or the bluebird, with which Matterlink penalized us. What has a bluebird got to do with Christmas? Or the open fireplace and jug of mulled claret? Now these things are merry enough in their way, or they were once upon a time, but we plead for an honest romanticism in Christmas cards, that will express something of the entrancing color and circumstance that surround us today. Is not a commuter's train, stalled in a drift, far more lively to our hearts than the mythical stagecoach? Or an interurban trolley winging its way through the dusk like a casket of golden light? Or even a country fliver, loaded down with parcels and holly and the yuletide keg of root beer? Root beer may be but meager flagonage compared to mulled claret, but at any rate, tis honest, tis actual, tis tangible, and potable. And where, among all the Christmas cards, is the airplane, that most marvelous and heart-seizing of all our triumphs? Where is the stately apartment house, looming like Gibraltar against a sunset sky? Must we, even at Christmas time, fool ourselves with a picturesqueness that is gone, seeing nothing of what is around us? It is said that man's material achievements have outrun his imagination, that poets and painters are too puny to grapple with the world as it is. Certainly a visitor from another sphere, looking on our fantastic and exciting civilization, would find little reflection of it in the Christmas card. He would find us clinging desperately to what we have been taught to believe was picturesque and jolly, and afraid to assert that the things of today are comely too even on the basis of discomfort, an acknowledged criterion of picturesqueness. Surely a trolley car jammed with parcel-laden passengers is just as satisfying a spectacle as any stagecoach. Surely the steam radiator, if not so lovely as a flame-gilded hearth, is more real to most of us? And instead of the customary picture of shivering subjects of George the Third, held up by a highwayman on Hampstead Heath, why not a deftly delineated sketch of victims in a steam-heated lobby, submitting to the plunder of the hat-check bandit? Come, let us be honest. The romance of today is as good as any. 
many must have felt this same uneasiness in trying to find christmas cards that would really say something of what was in their hearts the sentiment behind the card is as lovely and as true as ever but the cards themselves are outmoded bottles for the new wine it seems a cruel thing to say but we are impatient with the mottoes and pictures we see in the shops because they are a conventional echo of a beauty that is past what could be more absurd than to send to a friend in a city apartment a rhyme such as this as round the christmas fire you sit and hear the bells with frosty chime think friendship that long love has knit grows sweeter still at christmas time if that is sent to the janitor or the elevator boy we have no cavil for these gentlemen do actually see a fire and hear bells ring but the apartment tenant hears not but the hissing of the steam in the radiator and counts himself lucky to hear that why not be honest and say to him i hope the janitor has shipped you steam to keep the cold away and if the hall boys have been tipped then joy be thine on christmas day we had not meant to introduce this jocular note into our meditation for we are honestly aggrieved that so many of the christmas cards hark back to an old tradition that is gone and never attempt to express any of the romance of today. You may protest that Christmas is the oldest thing in the world, which is true, yet it is also new every year, and never newer than now. End of section three.